Welcome back, hockey fans, for the last time in the 2017-2018 season. It's now in the books. And uh, this week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey, kind of putting a bow on the whole season here tonight. I'm Mike Hammond along with Trasher, Burglar, and Bill Jr. And, guys, uh, let's just hash over quickly the uh, state championship games uh, that were held on Saturday, and we'll cover a couple other things quick here. Um, let's start with the girls' championship game. It was a uh, was a uh, one of those games where uh, you kind of knew who was the uh, dominant team and who was probably going to come out on top, and it did happen as the ECA Stars took their first state championship with a win over the Cap City Cougars. Michael, I think they uh, I think they did it pretty convincingly. Well, MJ, I mean it was close for. Two periods. It was one to one going into the final stanza, and then Abigail Stowe and Ava Keeson each scored in the third to give them the three to one final. But yeah, I mean, um, ECA definitely the best girls team down there this year. But give kudos to Cap City because they really put up a fight in that game and uh, made it a lot closer, I think, than people thought it would be. I had talked to a, um, a couple of people before the game, and they thought it was going to go into running time. So a 3-1 to one game, a 3-1 to one win for ECA, uh, good for them, but Cap City did a great job as well. Well, I mean, it was close on the scoreboard, but I mean, I watched it on the, the TV, it never felt close to me, even if it was close on the scoreboard. I mean, through those two periods where they were tied one-to-one, Cap City took seven shots. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a lockdown. Um, ECA wasn't doing a, a great job of putting the puck in the net at that point, but the game was, the ice was heavily tipped in their favor. Well, I think Taylor Thornton had a lot to do with why ECA wasn't putting the puck in the net. She uh, played pretty pretty well, I thought. And, uh, you know, I just – I think you're right, though. They kind of shut it down, and, you know, Cat City gets their one goal on a breakaway early on. And, you know, really they didn't challenge a whole lot after that. Burglar, what did you think of it? Yeah, just what you guys said. No, I think the uh, – yeah, I mean, give give Cap City's uh, goaltender credit. I, I, I think you also have to give their defense credit. Um, Ava Keeson and Abigail Stowe were the, you know, easily the, the two best players in the tournament. Um, and their defense pretty much kept them in check. I mean, they did account for all of the scoring – but they had they had scored more in their their previous game against uh, Central Wisconsin. They did. I think you know the Cassidy defense did a nice job of keeping them away from the net. The shots were sort of were, were very unbalanced, and that a lot of that had to do with what we were commenting on during the game. That I mean, Cap City just couldn't hit the net. I mean, they were firing shots. They just weren't on goals. So they didn't count as you know shots on goal or saves. Um, but they did have more chances. They just. Uh, were they doing, weren't very good. They weren't very good shooters. Were they doing push-ups when they went back to the bench? <laughs> One would hope. 
Once your arms get tired, you can't shoot it up and over the net anymore. Yeah. Well, so the state championship goes to the ECA Stars, a 3-1 to one winner over the Cap City Cougars, and uh, the Stars claim their first title in their program history. And uh, Michael, any idea how long the uh, ECA Stars have been around? Um, actually, no. Uh, I think probably eight, nine years, maybe. I, I don't know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, they've always been just a little bit uh, behind the, the other teams in their sectional, whether it be Hudson or the Fusion. And uh, this year it just happened to all work out for them. They played very well. Uh, it looked like, you know, early on in the season that Hudson was going to run away with everything. They were at the top. They Nobody could beat them. Then toward the, the middle end of the season, you know, like uh, mid-January mid to the end of the season, they were a little bit more human, I guess you could say. And uh, ECA, I, I saw them play probably three or four times, and they were pretty constant all the way through and they just were a little bit better than uh, than Hudson. But, man, I tell you what, you guys are talking about that sectional. That's a hell of a way to get to a state tournament to beat uh, those other two teams to get to that. Well, Michael, I'd say with that point you're probably pretty battle-tested. You know, you probably had to face – they had to face one of those uh, big three teams. And the only one they had to face was Hudson, and they – uh kind of dismantled Hudson. I mean, ECA, once they got rolling in the uh, beginning of the playoffs, they got rolling, and uh, they rolled all the way through Madison. That they did. I mean, I saw them play um, in mid to late January against uh, Valley Union, and they took care of them pretty pretty good. Uh, it was close. It was like this game. It was close for two periods, and then the third period, they just kicked butt. So, I mean, it's like they said, well, we'll just uh, keep it close and let them have a chance, and then in the third, we'll just show them who's the boss. And that seemed to happen a couple times that I saw them, and it definitely happened in the state title game, MJ. So um, ECA Stars are your state champion. Well, just one quick, other quick thing about the ECA Stars and talking about Abigail Stowe. I have not seen many girls that can rip the puck like she can. I mean, she had that one goal against the Storm. I think it was the first goal. She shot it on the fly and, I mean, just blew it by uh, Chloe Westberg. It was it was pretty impressive. The girl can rip the puck, and uh, she's right on the mark with it, too, as she scored four goals in that game. Boys State Championship. Gentlemen. The Hudson Raiders go back-to-back with a 7-1 win over Eau Claire Memorial. And, guys, were you surprised that it was this big of a margin? Well, you have to say yes, I guess. Um... I mean, mean, these two teams a couple weeks ago played to a tie. Yeah, but... And I'm sure I'll get flack for this. Um, each of the last couple of years, we've seen Eau Claire Memorial play a crappy game down in Madison. Um, 
where it looks like things should be on should be rolling for them, and they have just one game where they just stink for no apparent reason. And I'm not sure that that's what happened here. I mean, you look at the shot total. You know, that last game I commented that it was flatly one-sided. One team took nine shots. This was 32 to 26. That is, I mean, that's a six-shot difference. That's nothing. Um, but after that goal at 7:30 in the first period, Eau Claire didn't see the board again. Um, you know, six straight Hudson goals after that, so. You know, something wasn't going their way this day. Um, and I just looked it up. Hudson received all but three first place votes in the top ten for the entire season. Um, early on in the season, uh, one coach had Eau Claire Memorial number one and Hudson number two for the first three weeks of the season. Um but since then, and even in those ones, Hudson received the number one vote on every ballot all season long. Pretty dominant, I would definitely say. MJ, you know, talking about, um, am I surprised that Hudson won? No. Am I surprised that Hudson won by six goals? Yes. Um, I figured it would be a, a two to three goal victory for Hudson. Um, Eau Claire Memorial played the double overtime game Friday evening, the late game. So I'm sure their legs were a little bit lacking on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, the Raiders just ran away with it. And like, like Junior said, the shots were pretty close to even, 32 to 26. So to me, that means that the Hudson defense and the Hudson netminder, AJ Cohen, played a pretty good game. So, uh, kudos to them, two straight state championships, and honestly, you know, we had talked about it. Is a third in the works? It very well could be. We'll we'll have to see what next year brings, though, guys. And putting seven goals in on uh, Trevor Hudacek is no small task. Um, I'm looking through his career stats because uh, that's a cool thing you can do on this fancy website I'm looking at. It might be ours. And as far as I can tell, uh, that's only happened three times in his career. A game against Wausau West last year and twice against Hudson this year. Once during the regular season, a 7-4 to loss, and then this championship game in the state tournament. Um, so your offense has to play a pretty special game uh, to put that kind of uh, pressure on, on Hudasek. Yeah, and I talked to uh, one of my friends from work, uh, the guy whose nephew plays for Waukesha, um, Tommy Sanchez, and he said, Hudasek looked like a god on Friday night, but not quite so much on Saturday. And, yeah, I mean, Waukesha doesn't score a lot of goals, but, I mean, it doesn't seem to me that Hudson was that strong offensively, but... Man, oh, man, he just had a killer game on Saturday. Uh, tough for Trevor. I know the the picture that I saw on the front page had him, like, laying down, kind of almost covering his head up as the, the referee signaled the goal and the puck was rolling out of the net. Like, oh, man, not this crap again. But uh, tough game for Eau Claire Memorial. A great season for him, though, but they just fell a little bit short to the Hudson Raiders who were number one. 
Yeah, I think maybe you guys might be right. I forgot about that point about on uh, Friday night they played a double overtime game, and with a 2.30 start to the game, that's kind of asking a lot at that point. I don't know, because, you know, the night before, their opponent, Waukesha, played a double overtime game, and it didn't seem to help them with Eau Claire Memorial at all. Um, or hurt them with Eau Claire Memorial at all because they took that one in double overtime. So I don't know if you can put it on the double overtime. But I'll tell you what, Garrett Larson for Waukesha, I'll tell you what, guys, he's the real deal. I mean, that performance he put on at State this week was was pretty doggone good. And uh, uh, he didn't get to win the state championship, but, boy, I think he put, may have got on some people's radar screen as uh, a top goaltender in this state of Wisconsin. So great job by him, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, good things will happen for him as he played very, very well in the state tournament. Well, see, now I'm disappointed because Waukesha was my preseason pick to win the tournament. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was right each of the last three years, um, but not this year. And so now I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> Well, Junior, I, th- I think even if they'd have gotten the championship game against Hudson, the way Hudson played on Saturday, I don't think it would have mattered who played them. They uh, they weren't going to be denied on Saturday. I agree with you there. Um, I I kind of ran into Davis Drewiski and uh, Dean Talifus after the first period of that game. And they were heading down to the locker room. They had been up on the, the top end of the, the rink watching the game. And I said, what are you guys in such a hurry for? And they kind of looked at me and smiled. And then all of a sudden, um, they kind of locked everything down. So whatever maybe they talked about took effect. And, uh, I mean, you're talking about two ex-NHL players um, telling these high school kids what to do. And, I mean, that's a hell of a lot better than um, – a goalie dad or a, a parent of a player, you know, that have never played the game before doing, obviously. I mean, that probably not a fair comparison, but uh, this coaching staff has got a lot of experience at the, the higher levels, and they are they're, they're, um, sending it down to their kids and uh, definitely can see the results from it. Ultimately, the you say that, but Ted Williams was like the worst hitting coach in baseball history. But he was a great manager, not. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that that's that's true, but um, for some reason it seems to be different with hockey, you know? Ultimately, when it comes down to it, the players have to perform. And with all the teaching and coaching that those guys did, I mean – you got to have the talent. Obviously, they have the talent. Then you just get the right mix of coaching in, and everybody buying in, and voila, you won two straight state two straight state championships. Yeah, and I'm uh, like Trasher and I used to write for um, a Brewers site, and when it comes to pro sports and even college sports, I don't believe in momentum, or you know, other than a select few guys really players crumbling under the pressure. That's not a thing that really happens in pro sports, and most talk of momentum in pro and college sports is just an announcer hearing themselves talk. 
Um, but in high school sports, those are really a thing. Um, high school kids do not have their emotions in check. They have hormones flying everywhere. Uh, it's just a terrible time to be alive. And um, Hudson came into the season as the, the presumptive favorite. Like I said, all but three first-place votes for the entire season on the top ten poll. Um, anything short of winning a championship for them would have been a failure. Um, and there's a that's a lot to put on a bunch of high school kids. And obviously their combined score in the state tournament was 18-3. to So uh, they certainly rose to the occasion. You know, that even included shutting down a potent Verona team and a very potent uh, Eau Claire Memorial team. I mean, those two teams in the semifinals and finals, those two teams have been pretty hot running into the playoffs. And uh, to hold each of those two teams to one goal, that's you know, that speaks volumes. And talk about um, your your star players on the team. You're talking about uh, Jordan Halverson. You're talking about maybe a Gornick, a Squires, um, A.J. Cohen and Nett. Who wins the MVP? Cole Danielson, who was their fourth leading scorer on the season, basically has essentially the best state tournament season, let's call it, in the whole, you know, for the whole weekend. So um, for a guy to step up like that, that's pretty cool. Uh, apparently the, uh, the pressure did not bother him too much at all. No, he played very well. He definitely was a factor in the game. And he's not a senior. That's right. He's not. All right. Well, guys, uh, that's a look at the championships, boys and girls. Let's move on. Boys Senior Class Tournament, Michael. It's this weekend in Wapan. It is in Wapan. Absolutely. And uh, I will be down there to cover it. And uh, as usual, there will be a lot of really good players down there. And sadly, occasionally, all, some of the good players do not come down for whatever reason. I know I talked to uh, a coach, a northern coach, earlier in the week, and he said, hey, what can I do to get our, our sectional kids to come out to try out for this tournament? And I said, Honestly, I don't know. And uh, he said, he told me that last year his sectional had like four or six kids at the tryouts. I mean, normally you have 25, 30 kids at the tryout. He had four or six kids. I mean, why wouldn't you want to play in this thing? Number one, it's a, a last gasp effort for a kid to have, you know, if he's a high school kid that's not going to be able to play beyond high school. It's a, a last chance to play with his friends and, you know, make some buddies at this tournament. It's a great tournament. Or uh, if, I mean, I, I am totally confused. To me, it's, it's a, an opportunity to possibly get seen either to play beyond or it's a, a chance to play one more time. I mean, it's kind of a win-win uh, you know, other than the fact that maybe if you 
are on spring break and are going to Tahiti or to New Zealand or Hawaii, well, yeah, I guess I understand that. But if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, man, man, you're missing it. This, you're making a huge mistake. This is a great tournament. Uh, I like to see the kids out there. And uh, for those uh, poor sectionals that have to really scratch to find players, I feel bad for them. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a great place to be. Um, maybe it's kind of weird that it's this weekend, and we can talk about that a little bit more possibly. But um, it's senior class tournament is a classic in my mind. We always have a great time there, and I'm sure the kids and the parents do as well. And so do the Wisconsin prep hockey guys. We always have a good time there. You know, the locals put on a food spread there. they got plenty of food there. You can take uh, part in that all weekend and, you know, plenty of ice-cold beverage. Get to enjoy some of that. And it's fun because, you know, in an atmosphere, Michael, you don't have to uh, – you 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 know you talk to a lot of people. I mean, you learn a lot from other people around the state. You know what, you know what works for them. What's it's kind of you kind of get to catch up on what's going on around the state, uh, what people are thinking, and uh, what changes or what wouldn't they want to change. And I don't know. We've had some good conversations down there in that beer tent. Not that the players are in the beer tent, but the. You know, the adults, we talk to coaches and, you know, whatsoever. Even some parents want to give us a piece of their mind, which is which is fine. But we get to learn a lot about, you know, people around the state, what things they like, what things they don't like. Uh, it's, it's a good time, and we enjoy it very much. And we like to put a face to uh, whatever you want to call it, to the people who send us, you know, send us emails and things like that. All right, well, I guess I kind of finished it off at that one. And um, the next thing we had to cover here was the uh, uh, Girls Junior and Senior Festival coming up on March 24th and 25th. And, uh, Michael, I I know you uh, had a little bit about that, that you were able to find a little bit of information on it. Yeah, um we got some information from the coaches. There's going to be tryouts uh, for the festival itself tomorrow night and Wednesday night at four locations around the state. And then the festival will be held March 24th and 25th at the Chippewa Falls Ice Arena. So um, a good opportunity for, for the girls to try out this week for the festival and then basically that will be the the starting point of the girls NIT selection and America Showcase, which this year will be held in St. Louis, Missouri. Last year it was in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So um, the girls get a, a chance to uh, try out and to move on and looking to see some of the, how the, the girls um, perform at the higher levels, especially like at the NIT. That's a, a, a pretty class tournament. I know that we've been there a few times, MJ, 
and mm-hmm. uh, some of the Minnesota teams have uh, really put the hurting on us. So looking forward to maybe seeing the our, our girls return the favor here. Yeah, but, you know, I remember a couple of times where our girls went over there and would lose a heartbreaker of a game, but, you know, they've, they've also won some pretty good games over there too. But it's hard to beat the Minnesota teams, but it's it's not out of the question. Um, a couple of years ago they were able to win it, but it's uh, we've seen some teams go over there that have been pretty good and just come up a little bit short. So it's a very competitive, very competitive tournament for the girls over there, the Minnesota NIT. And uh, I'll get started with the uh, Selects Festival. And uh, that all gets started with trying out and things like that. That Once again, that is the Girls Junior and Senior Festival, March 24th and 25th. And both the boys and the girls NIT are in Minnesota at Plymouth, Minnesota, April 19th through the 22nd, tentatively planning to go up there to uh, cover that for us. It's uh, got it in the works, and uh, hopefully dot I's and cross T's and uh, can make it happen. And haven't been up there in a few years. I'd kind of like to get back there, but it's a good time up there. I can tell you the boys really get scouted by a, a ton of scouts. So if you're a boy, you're thinking about the next level, and you uh, and you uh, want to get a chance to show your stuff, make that turn, make that team. And uh, go to the senior class tournament. Well, go to the Minnesota NIT. They have a juniors and a seniors team. And you go up there in Minnesota, you'll you'll definitely be scouted because there is a lot of people there looking around for uh, quality talent to put on their teams. And Michael, we've seen some. You know, back back over the years, we've seen some guys uh, put on some pretty good shows. They, even when it was a Chicago showcase, but. Also, the Minnesota showcase a couple of years. We really, uh, Wisconsin was really represented well, including last year when they won the NIT. Well, exactly. And, I mean, it goes up and down. There have been times when Minnesota has uh, conquered the, the Wisconsin boys and, and vice versa. Um, but, you, what, like what you said, there are tons of scouts. And, I mean, there are literally NHL scouts there. There are D1 scouts there. There are D3 scouts there. There are junior scouts there. There's, I mean, everywhere you look, there's a scout. There's a guy with a jacket on with a notebook taking notes, and they're looking for players. So this is a great opportunity for for our top players to go over there and to get noticed and to move on. So, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Right. It's a, it's a great time, and, you know, you get to – do part of the junior hockey experience just going into this. I mean, Tim Ebner, who's coaches it every year, um, he's usually got a pretty good staff of uh, assistant coaches. You know, they they go up there and they uh, put together a pretty good uh, put together a pretty good team. And you know, Tim's always more than happy to help a kid out if he needs it when it comes to uh, being possibly scouted or recruited. And you you talk about Ebner, yes, that's true. The Team Wisconsin junior team will have as coaches Cal Roadhouse and Eric Fenton. I mean, is that a bunch of experience or what? Eric Fenton played on the main Black Bears. I believe he played with Paul Correa, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And um, Cal Roadhouse has been a coach forever. Cal Roadhouse, not a lot of people know this, 
Cal Roadhouse, as a player, scored 50 goals in one season back, I think, in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe earlier than that. But one season he scored like 50 or 52 goals. So the guy know, knew how to play. He definitely knows how to coach. So Roadhouse and Fenton, man, oh, man, <laughs> you are, you're really getting uh, a, a lot of coaching experience right there from those two guys. Yeah, with Paul Correa playing alongside with the Fenton, that was that was pretty amazing stuff there. And they they had a reunion recently, and uh, Fenton was there and said Paul Correa did show up. So it was pretty cool to uh, catch up with him probably a little bit. But yeah, great great coaching there for that uh, for that junior team for the Minnesota NIT. Let's move on to final thoughts. As uh, looks like this show is about ready to. Uh, finish up here uh guys anything you want to leave a parting shot about well it's not hockey related but my uh anago red robins are ranked 10th in the preseason division one poll for uh wiaa baseball although your janesville craig team is ranked third yeah they're feeling they got a pretty good team down here this year I would just like to thank all of our uh, sponsors, uh, our, our, our Patreon sponsors, patrons, I guess you call them, and everybody who donated to our state tournament uh, trip. Um, it's always nice when we get that trip fully funded so we're not you know, taking money out of our own pockets to cover the state tournament. That's always been our goal, you know, get an all-expense-paid trip to the state tournament, and you know, it worked out again this year, and I'd like to thank our our, our our audience for, for helping out there. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Um, thank you very much to all those that contributed to uh, WIPH this year. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to us that you come to us to get your hockey fix. I mean, I've talked to different people, and they say, I mean, people that know the sport that no media that say that we are probably one of the best one or two or three um, high school hockey websites in the nation and I mean that's a tribute to you guys too out there because it means you're here visiting you're here on the site all the time we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of play a lot of traffic and uh, you know so we, we feed on you you feed on us and we really appreciate it so to all of those that come on our site regularly, semi-regularly, or once in a great while, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We had a great season, and it couldn't have been something that we did without you. So thank you very much. Well, I guess my final thing would be, wow, where'd this season go, guys? I mean, back a few weeks, it seems like just a couple weeks ago, we were in November, and everybody feels like, you know, it's a beginning of the season and you know everybody's optimistic about their chances and well now it's it's over with it was a fast season but you know i feel it was a pretty productive season for us and uh, also the uh, people who wanted to uh, know a little bit more about wisconsin high school hockey they knew where to come which was wisconsinprephockey.net and we're sure are glad they did want to thank the uh, people who uh who uh, contributed to our state tournament fund and helped us out there. 
Uh, Clarion Suites did a nice job taking care of us there. We sure appreciate them as uh, their hospitality was much appreciated during the state tournament. And uh, the people at the Lion Energy Center for uh, getting us all hooked up and making sure we, we were always good to go every day. And uh, I think that's really much about it. So, guys, I appreciate everything you guys do. I mean, Bill and Bill Jr. and Dell and Michael, you guys, uh, you know, spend a lot of time on this. You know, and I, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. Believe me, it doesn't. So, uh, thanks a lot to you guys as well for uh, making Wisconsin prep hockey what it is. So, I think that'll do it, guys. As um, this season winds down. We'll go ahead and say goodbye for the final time until 2018-2019 season comes around in November. You've been listening to This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.